what? You're on your first podcast, buddy. <laughs> and you're only like 12 days old. This is the youngest uh, podcast podcaster podcast in the history of yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Welcome everyone to episode four of Authentic as Fuck Authentic as Fuck podcast. Um, so last week we had Michael here yeah. while you were gone, while you were uh, in labor, or right after. <laughs> I, I think the day after, right? <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> couple days after. Yeah. So yeah, you 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 missed that. You missed out on the fun. I was, know. Uh, it was, I think, one of the most interesting, and and I, there was a lot of controversy. I don't know if you saw that post on my Instagram. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I told him about it. I don't know if he's commented on it, but I was like, no. man, there's a lot of, I don't of, think he has like, time to, like, read through all that comments. There was a lot. There was a lot. It was a super interesting discussion, though, I thought. Um, I thought so, too. Like, I think... I think a lot of people don't think of authenticity the way that we usually talk about it, right? In mm-hmm. in uh in mass free program. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and and Michael has talked about before. He actually has. I found this like I'm gonna call it like a vintage video that I found um, way back. It was like a Marco Polo video that he did. Um, and we ended up posting it on his YouTube to define the difference between authenticity and honesty. And okay. I saw some of that in the comments. Is like, can you uh, summarize it for us? Um, es- essentially, like honesty is black and white. There's true and there's false. It's a lie or it's not right. Like so, honesty is more binary, and there's one, there is a single truth, but authenticity is like being true to yourself. So one of the um, examples that Michael always uses is Tony Soprano. And he's like, Tony Soprano likes to kill people. That's his Uh jam. Like Uh (laughs) he's into that. He's being authentic to himself. Like that doesn't mean that he's not honest. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's honest. That doesn't mean, that what he does is right. That doesn't mean any of these more binary definitions in life, but he's living a life true to himself Got as it. far as we know. Does, uh, that, so, does that make sense? So authenticity, like being authentic doesn't necessarily mean like that's the right thing. Like that's a moral thing to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and, and he talks about how it's t- it took him years and a lot of research and mm-hmm. Michael talks about that. Um, how long it took him to like kind of come up with this mm-hmm. definition of authenticity because because even people as he was writing the book i think the the in that process a lot of times the word honesty would get used and he's mm-hmm. and he would you know be like it's not but it's not about being honest mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. necessarily like maybe that's a part of it right mm-hmm. but it's really living a life true to whoever you are, whether it's right or wrong or morally accepted. Um, so I don't know if that, if that makes sense. So but should everybody I, be, so not everyone should be authentic. 
Like Tony Soprano probably shouldn't be authentic. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great if he like didn't kill as many people. The world would thank him. I mean, like but I think like I think Donald Trump sense? is like a, another good example, right? Like he he's being true to himself, right? He's being authentic to himself. Is he though? Is he I think so. I don't know. I mean that's a that's a whole I think, I think that's talk why about I, comments. We could get a lot of comments. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why he's like so many people are drawn to him, right? Like, so that's why so many people either hate him or drawn to him, right? Like, it's because some of the shit he says is so outrageous, but I don't think he's saying them like in a dishonest way. I think he truly believes the shit that he's saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, potentially. Who knows? I mean, yeah. There's a difference between like someone who I rather. I prefer to trust somebody who's dumb <laughs> and and authentic than somebody who's smart, who knows those mistakes, but like it's dishonest, for example, which is what like most politicians are in my yes. opinion. Yes. Most politicians, I mean? they're not standing up there saying they don't know or mm -hmm. I messed up mm -hmm. or anything like that makes them look weaker. Yeah, I'd rather know exactly where you're stand. Like, if you're evil, I'd rather know that you're evil, right? Just, let, just put it out there. Yeah, I'm yeah. evil. Like, at least I know to stay away from you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making that clear. I'm going to go this way. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's a... It's also just like a, I don't know, very personal definition i mean it just all the comments that i read just felt very like people have a very personal opinion mm -hmm. and and connect to what that mm -hmm. word means for them it confused me like I, yeah that's why i would love to have like next time mike goes on i would love to go deep deeper into like the whole because like i think there's also another layer of authenticity which is like what people refer to as like your authentic self like mm -hmm. like your true self that you you have to cultivate through like meditation and self-inquiry and all of that which which i think is like even a deeper layer right like mm -hmm. most people don't know like for example i think a lot of people like I, I i hear this with a lot of lawyers like a lot of lawyers like hate their job but mm -hmm. some of them feel like that's they've they've lived that life so long that that's them but it's not like their authentic self right so that's mm -hmm. even like a deeper layer of that right outside of just yeah. being fake or anything like that you know yes I th yeah i think you're so right because identity can yeah. some our identity starts to become these external definitions or mm -hmm. things so mm -hmm. our jobs are prime example probably not just lawyers i mean even me is like a i mean i I built a successful career in like healthcare administration, spent mm -hmm. a lot of money going to school, got all these like certifications and letters after my name. Which because do you I think is uh, not your identity or it is your identity? At the time, I really thought it was uh, my identity. That's how I this. introduced. You were born to do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it was like how is I introduced how you met myself. Kind of. He, he was in healthcare, like. Software. Yeah. So I met him while I was in grad school. 
Uh-huh. So yes, as I was pursuing some letters to go after my name, uh-huh. um, he was, are you familiar with Shark Tank? Of course you are, right? You've seen <laughs> no, it. what is that? Okay. <laughs> hey, some people don't know. So, um, so Shark Tank, I was in an entrepreneurship class and basically the teacher had set up our or professor had set up the class as a shark tank, we were preparing to go on shark tank and Michael was mm-hmm. a shark. And so, he oh, okay. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was actually really cool. Um, there were like four sharks and we had to present to the sharks and whichever mm. team got the investment was of a million like dollars. The mean one, like Kevin O'Leary or. No, but he definitely asked as typical, you know, typical Michael, right. He's asking very thought provoking questions and like mm. trying to figure out just as he always does. Like he's not trying to prove you wrong. He's not trying to make you look bad, but he is going to ask you like questions where you're like, really? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> nine o'clock at night, brother. Like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. Stop asking me. Are you going to give me the million dollars or not? Like, (laughs) you know, like anyway, so that's how we met initially. And I honestly like paid no mind to him. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I mean, like I said, I had worked all day. I was in going to class at night. The last thing I was worried about was meeting a man. Um, and so your future husband, my future husband. (laughs) And so we can, I connected with all of the the sharks on the sharks, all the the people on LinkedIn. Cause again, that's something you're supposed to do. Right. And mm. I can't remember if I sent a note or not. And then he reached back out. I'm pretty sure. And because we both worked in healthcare, I was in the hospital side and he was in the healthcare SAS side. Um, and what, what we, what I did and what he did were my perspective would have been valuable to him and his company. He was like, Hey, would you come by the office and meet with me and my team? I want to ask you some questions. Uh, and so I remember I did and I like had on the, uh, this is like a side note, but I had on the ugliest pantsuit because that's all where we're like pantsuits, the ugliest pantsuit I own. And I go to his office, ponytail. I'm pretty sure my makeup was coming off because I'd gotten to the hospital at like 6 a.m. It's now 6 p.m. I'm exhausted. I'm like, I have to go talk to this, this company. Why did I decide Shark. to do this? <laughs> yeah. And then the door opens to the elevator or the elevator opens in his office. And he's like standing right. That it, like as soon as it opens, it's kind of like mm-hmm. a movie moment. <laughs> elevator opens and he's like right there. And then I remember thinking... Oh, well, he's a little bit cuter than I remember. <laughs> and I looked down at my pantsuit and I'm like, Uh-oh. Shit. shit. Okay. Guess we're here now. Let's just wing it. And uh, the rest is, is oh. kind of history. It took us like nine, I mean, it was like nine or 10 months before he asked me out on a date though. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was a long, it was like a little long right, So were process. you guys like still... What, were you guys still like just talking or like yeah and he, relationship or he um like we talked a little bit and then he was going through mm-hmm. um I'm gonna plug the book he was going through the tale of two divorces which is the last mm-hmm. chapter in his book mm-hmm. little did I know he had all this turmoil going on in his mm-hmm. life where oh, his, that's why it took a while 
Yeah. So he had, um, he shared with me that he was divorcing his wife and that they were in the middle of that whole process. And, um, I didn't know what was going on with his company and that he was in the process of, you know, divorcing his business partner as well. And, oh, um, story. Yes. We'll get into it a, on another episode. <laughs> yeah, it is a great chapter. If you just, if, you know, you do nothing else, but you buy the book to read that. Do you chapter. think it's, it's like really kind of chapter. your authenticity that attracted, attracted him to, that he was attracted to? I think so, because one of the, I remember being like, this dude is such a douchebag because I didn't fully understand like why he wasn't asking me out. I'm like, he really is. It, we were emailing and it had gotten to the point where it was definitely like flirting. And he asked me in the email, this was like, a, you know, maybe a week after I'd been to his office, he said, what are we doing? you know, in the, what are we doing here? And I was like, I'm flirting. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That's probably what was, did it. And he was, like, he said that that really like caught him off guard. <laughs> and then I remember like, you know, it kind of fizzled out and I had really like moved on and didn't really care anymore. Cause I was like, this dude, he can't make up his mind. Um, so several months later, like he sent me an email and he was like, Hey, I just want to check in. Did you graduate? Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't even think I said anything other than, are you going to ask me out or what? <laughs> That's all my like email, like said back. Cause I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, Oh, how are you? Like, great. Yeah. But you no. know, usually that doesn't work on most people. Like it, it might work on right. Michael. Because he's like all about just being upfront and authentic. <laughs> but I feel like that totally kind of kills. Off. Yeah. I, I feel like. So, I mean, that, that kind that's kind of interesting because like. Yes, we should be authentic and all of that. But I don't know. I don't know if that works in like building chemistry or like in the dating world. You know? No. I and mean, I wouldn't have been upset if it didn't. Because I was like, yeah. if this dude isn't like. Yeah. That's Is true. he going to ask me out or what? But it's like, too like robotic, no? Like it's <laughs> true. kind of. But I think that's part, like that's part of my like personality is, yeah. and whether he, and so if, if it had been someone that didn't appreciate, didn't appreciate that, didn't want to keep talking. You know what it is? Like, I think maybe, it, maybe it is good because I think in a romantic relationship, right? Because I think there's a difference between a relationship and attraction and I like one yes. of my other clients talks about this and you don't necessarily want a partner who you're just like who who you're just attracted to because it, it's more like a like a marriage is more like a life partnership like you're gonna mm -hmm. go through a lot of shit like like when I think of Gigi I, I'm, I don't think of it as like this like fire love like I'm super so attracted to her like I mean I am but like, I don't think of it like that. Like, I think of it as like this, this kind of companionship that we have. Like, she's like, literally like my partner in life. Yes. And, you know, there's gonna be some ugly shit there <laughs> that we have to go through. But because we know each other so well, almost like a business partnership, like, we can get through them. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it was good. Because like, I, my relationship happened very similar to yours, where, um, 
like what what I was so attracted to about Gigi is that she's so like she's almost too authentic to a fault to a point where <laughs> she's so awesome. Like, uh, she says a lot of politically incorrect shit. And <laughs> And sometimes, like, I'm, like, <laughs> sometimes, like, I'm afraid that, like, in front of clients, like, like, if we offended them or something like that, right? Like, like for example, <laughs> I had a friend over who was, like, sleeping over at my place. And she was just showing some pictures. And then, like, some, of some yoga teachers. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you know her, blah, 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 right? And then he asked, like, which one? Because there was two girls in the picture. And she goes, the pretty one. <laughs> Love you, so Gigi. that's something like you know that's something that nobody people would not say especially in front of somebody they just met right like but, but Gigi like, did yeah and that's what I found so like the first meeting the first date that we went on I was like where should we go and she's like oh let's go to McDonald's that is so awesome like, <laughs> I just like fell in love with it right away right so but it's, it wasn't like the kind of attraction type of, that's what I mean by like, I think a lot of us like meet the wrong person and marry the wrong person because we just go by who we're attracted to. And yeah. so maybe the authenticity does work in relationship. It just doesn't work in, if you're trying to date and just, you know, like madly fall in love with somebody that, that but do you necessarily want that in a life partner? Right. right. Do you want you don't want that up and down, like, you know, drama. <laughs> yeah. Well, because there's such a, I mean, what you said about like, there's this level of deep, deep connection mm -hmm. that can't happen with just attraction. Yeah. Like, I mean, because like you said, you go through some real shit. Yeah. Want, especially like, I think you and I can relate to like when you work with your significant other yeah. <laughs> you live with them yeah. you like you spend 24 7 with them <laughs> yeah like you're going to go through hard stuff and if you don't have the muscles required to have those hard conversations and to work through that that stuff then you just attraction won't get you through that mm -hmm. but like yeah. real connection will yeah because attraction is Attraction has a little bit of to do with mystery, right? Like not knowing what the other person feels or like something like that, but you can't have that in a marriage, right? Like you can't, like there has to be constant open communication mm -hmm. and, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Marriage is hard. So that's probably kind of how, like, why it works between you and Michael too. Yeah. I think we both are willing to like admit when we've been wrong to see the other person's point of view. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we always agree all the time. Like we, oh. and we're not afraid and it takes time to do this. And I remember Michael said something early in our relationship because, and I say something about the, the first six months of our relationship was probably the hardest because he, he had just gone through a divorce mm -hmm. And he wasn't going to just jump into a relationship and like mm -hmm. not get through yeah. the things, like not work past the hard conversations and bring up things that bothered him or questions that he had or 
he wasn't going to avoid difficult conversations, A, because he's naturally gifted at that, but B, because he had just... He's not naturally just gifted at through. it. His, his work through it. <laughs> his work at true. it. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That is true. He's worked at it for such a yeah. long time. He, yeah. He's got like such muscle memory around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That ability to, to have those difficult conversations. Um, and then I like... I had no interest in being married. I had no interest in like being in a relationship. I had no interest in having mm-hmm. children. So like it didn't, I felt like I had nothing to lose. Like it was worth having the difficult conversations. It was worth bringing up things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And so I always say like the first six months was the hardest. And the thing that he says. So you did all for, the things that people do later in the, yes. in the relationship up front <laughs> all the we did all the not fun stuff <laughs> yeah in the way that, and i would even tell michael i'm like you know what we're broken this isn't gonna work like we don't see eye to eye I, we're different here and he'd be like no like we are we are working through uh, the things like what you just said the things that most people uh, never either never address and uh-huh. then their relationship blows up or b they don't try and work through it until resentment has built up it's far too late to like try and do something about it or they just try to do it later um but i think i used to be like that like how you were saying like i i give up way too easy or i like it's something that i i've constantly like ever since i've been running my own business i've worked at it Mm -hmm. but i i i'm very cynical so i'm very like naturally pessimistic so whenever something like one something one thing goes wrong, I'm like, oh, that's not gonna work, right? Yeah. Like, and that's kind of what you were saying, right? Oh, this is not gonna, this relationship's yes. not gonna work or whatever. I'm like, it is. I, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's my natural instinct. Yeah. But that's like the worst thing you can do on, in business. <laughs> yes, and my, Michael has taught me that over and over. He's like, yeah. in, in so many ways, in a relationship, in in life, life too, decisions yeah. yeah just in life but definitely in business i've learned because mm-hmm. i'm like it doesn't work we we, we got to pivot we can't do this anymore and he's uh, like yeah. no <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there might be something to learn from it but doesn't mean it's not gonna work are you like very um i have a very black and white personality like yeah all or nothing kind of personality that's another reason yeah. why i'm like that i'm like oh this is not gonna work Right, like soon as like yeah. one glitch comes up, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is pointless. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I, think I'm, I don't think I'm black and white though. Okay, <laughs> so I'm probably know. a lot worse than you. Then you probably are. You probably are. Uh-huh. It depends on me too. What things I'm like, no, this isn't gonna work. It's because uh-huh. it, it's not everything that I. Uh-huh. It's anything that I have fear around. Um, I don't know the right word to put on it. Like I start to have fear around my security. Mm-hmm. So the business. Like your personal security. My personal yeah. security is like a human. So my relationship, I have this like fight or flight feeling that's like, your fear. oh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not working. So you know what that means? I need to go. I need to retreat because this isn't going well Mm -mm -mm. um 
What do you think? Where do you think that comes from? Gosh, son, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a very interesting question. I part of it, and this could be wrong, but I think part of it is that I grew up with a family that um, I have such a sense of security with, mm. and such a sense of belonging, and I know no matter what everything else in my world could fall apart and without a doubt I could go back I could go back to that bubble so it makes it really easy when the relationship isn't working the business isn't working Uh, the something isn't working to be like uh, fuck this uh, I've got some people that care better at home (laughs) I'm I'm out of here like Because even early in, in, in my and Michael's relationship, like Mm -hmm. there would be times where I'm like, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm just gonna, I'm leaving. Um, I never actually did with my previous relationships. I definitely, we caught like, I pulled the the parachute. I'd be like, I'm out of here. Um, the light switch effect. I just be like, I'm done. You don't let it get too bad. Like you No, like Mm -hmm. this isn't worth it let's, let's part ways. Cause I've got something better back here. I've got something that does work back here. Um, so I've always felt that security net underneath me that it felt comfortable. I think that's like, uh, that's so dangerous though. Like for people that, cause like, I know some people like in Korea that are like that, where mm-hmm. whenever something happens, like whenever they go into a fight with their husband or wife, or they just go home, right? They just go home to their parents, right? Like, and once you start doing that once, like you're going to keep doing it's like, then you're like not learning how to fight through something. Yes. You, know, you don't, you don't build up the, the resistance to, to work yeah. through something. Yeah. You're exactly right. And thankfully I have never, Michael is so amazing. I have felt the desire to do it. But I've never done it. And I think the only reason why is because I have a partner that I know will work through it with me. He doesn't. Yeah, Michael, I feel, is like your new new family. It's like. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like so he's he, the one you fall back on. Now. Like if. Yeah. <laughs> and he will embrace, like he knows. He see if, if, you know, it's been a, maybe a handful of times that that's happened. But like in those few times he doesn't try to fight that. Oh, you get worried. <laughs> he doesn't know. He, he doesn't try to fight it. He like, mm-hmm. he sees it and he's able to help us work through it. Does that make sense? So instead of like, I think most partners and partners I've had in the past fight against it or completely cower down against it versus trying to work through it like seeing this in their partner uh-huh. knowing that this is what happens and like try let's work through it together i see what you mean yeah it becomes like a i used to have like uh like because I, I can kind of sense when somebody's like me right because like the way i am is um i've always been my entire life i've learned to be self-sufficient right like so when i when i started designing and I didn't know how to code certain mm-hmm. things. 
like instead of like relying on a developer, I would just learn how to code and do it. So I don't have to. So the reason why I was able to build so much skills in my life, like so many different skills, like whether it's design, coding, copywriting, sales, what all of these skills that I've built, it's because I didn't want to depend on anyone. Like, like worst case scenario, I wanted to be able to know how to do it myself, right? That it got to a point where like I didn't depend on, like earlier in my business, I didn't depend on my clients. So like if client gets like really annoying or something like that, I'll be like, oh, fuck this. And I'll <laughs> do that. I mean, like, cause it's like, so I was a very not dependent person. Like, because I was trying to be, trying to not depend on them, I made it so that like, I'm, I, I'm not dependent. Do you yes. understand what I mean? Cause I feel like I can leave yeah. whenever I want. Yeah. So, <clears throat> But I saw how that was like not good for the business. Like a lot of times in life and business, you just got to stick through. Like no matter how fucking shitty it is or, you know, how, how annoying yeah. a client is or whatever, how hard it is, you have to stick it through. And then like what's on the other side of that is where like magic happens. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, Yeah. Well, Michael talks about, um, I don't know if he's ever said this to you, like you've got to buy the lesson. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're halfway through it, mm -hmm. just see it all the way through. Cause if mm -hmm. you're going to pay for the lesson, just buy the whole lesson. Cause yeah. there's a lot to learn on the, uh, the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then you can't like, you can't, that's why I always think of it like that. Like people can't teach you shit. Like you can learn stuff from others. Mm -hmm. but they can't teach you because like in order for like, like that's kind of one of the things I, I realized, like there's no point for me to teach somebody who doesn't want to learn. Right. Like, so that's why, that's what I mean. Like if, if I'm an employee or somebody want to learn, I'm all there. I have all the resources that I'm going to give them all the knowledge and everything that I, I need to teach them. If, but if that, person doesn't want to learn there's no point teaching them because things can't be taught they have to be learned and that's that's what i think what he means that like when and when it's learned you you have to pay the price to learn that right yes. you can't you can't just like do it for free somebody can't just give you the information and like like oh now i got it now i got <laughs> it you know, yeah, what I mean? you know what i've never thought about it like that oh. You do have, you have to, you got to learn the hard way. You like, have to learn. And if you don't, it's other, like rote meant, like you can memorize something, mm -hmm. but if you don't actually. Yeah, no, that means if you memorize something, you didn't, I actually, I want to talk about the, this is something I learned from one of my friends who's like worked, he, he worked in Macmillan, who, which is like a textbook publishing company. Yeah. yeah. And he was like a, uh, like a IT director there. So he understands like, how they break down textbooks and how they uh, tech, like they create taxonomy out of it in order to like, <clears throat> like organize all the knowledge and stuff like that. But one thing that he told me that blew my mind is uh, I think it's called pedagogy or pedagogy, which is like, it's, that's like the study of learning, <laughs> like how, how learning works and how educational system works. And if you look at like the all of humanity, 
like everything that we have now, right? Like this camera, all this technology we have, everything that, or even our society, political systems, whatever it is that we have, it all came, it all is based on this one idea, which is like in the beginning, in the, let's say caveman days, they have to learn how to like make weapons and all of that. And then they had to like hand it down. They have to teach that to someone next and then generation improves and improves that. And then it got to where we are now, right? Mm-hmm. And and this entire system of how that works is called pedagogy or pedagog- pedagogy or something like that. And there's like eight different steps to it. And I don't know like all the steps. I forgot all this shit. But the thing that I remember is... <laughs> you didn't learn it. <laughs> no, I didn't learn it properly. Uh, that's why I'm not a professor or <laughs> I'm not in education. <laughs> but the uh, step one is memorizing, right? And that's, this is where... Like, that's what school is. When you go to school, you're memorizing, you're reading textbook, they're forcing you to memorize and that can be taught. Like they can force you to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And then step two is comprehension. Like, so now you have all this, step one is just information, right? But it doesn't mean anything to you. But once you're able to like put it together and you actually understand it. And then after that, you, you find a way to improve it. You take that thing that you comprehended and you try different shit to try to improve it. And then you take that and you try to teach it to somebody else and then so on. Like, so it has to go through these eight steps <clears throat> for us to evolve as humans, right? But mm-hmm. like he says something like uh, about 80% of us stop after step one, memorizing. And that's where everybody leaves. Like most people, like only 20% of people that talks about shit actually fully understand it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then like the other 20% like actually understands what the fuck they're talking about. So, and I can see it everywhere, right? Like I can see like, especially like on Instagram and like on YouTube now when everybody's like, everybody's talking about like, like, you know, if I talk about something, something about like, oh, you know, you have to be consistent and blah, blah, blah. And every, everyone's heard that shit. Like they heard yeah, you have to be consistent. Blah, blah, blah. So they, they repeat it over and over and over. But they don't know, like, in their bones, they don't know what that really means, right? Because they haven't. Yeah. And the way to get to that second step is by experiencing it with your pain, like suffering. <laughs> That's how you get it in your bones. <laughs> yes, you know I mean? yes. That, um, you know what it reminds me of? Like, I remember being in... Um, there's a little, there's a little newborn over here. If you hear like a little baby, um, <laughs> I remember being like working. I'm not clinical, but I remember working in a, in a hospital, and the the doctors would talk about because I worked in a, an academic medical center. Mm-hmm. They would they would say learn one, do one, teach one. Mm-mm-mm. So you learn how it's done, you do it to get that hands on experience, and then. If you're able to teach it to someone else, then yeah. you've mastered yeah. you've mastered it because I agree. I think you're right. If you can teach someone how to do something, that is when you know that you fully yeah. comprehend you, it you and yeah. you completely understand it. And you can break it down. Actually, it's if you can teach someone in like a kindergartner could understand it because <laughs> then you full because you can if you're able to take something super complex and like make it mm-hmm. very simple then i think you 
totally understand it. I don't know if that sounds counterintuitive or no, not. I, but I, I know what you mean. Like, like, when you, like something as simple as tying a shoe, right? Like, yes. if I were to try to teach you how to tie a shoe without you doing it, like that's, it's impossible for me to like verbally try to teach you. Like I can teach you all uh, until you start doing it. You're not going to really get it. Right. But once mm-hmm. you get it and you start doing it, yes, you know it because you know it in the motion and you know, you, you understand like how to, and you can keep doing it. But if I were to say oh, now teach that to somebody else, just using words, like it's going to like without demonstrating it, then you're not going to be able to do it again because in order to do that, you really have to understand it. You have to understand how to vo- how to like vocalize it. How like where most people make mistakes, right? Because yeah. if you teach something to different people, depending yeah. on their personality or, or something, it, is the baby okay? <laughs> yeah, he's waking up. Oh, he's like, hey, I'm here. Let's see. Hello. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, I'm hungry, mom. Um hello. This is Wolfie. Wolf. I call him Say Wolfie. Hey to the world, short. Wolfie. Yeah. Hey, That's what Wolf. I would call him. Cause he's like, he's so little. So I'm like, Wolfie. Like, what? You're on your first podcast, buddy. <laughs> And you're only like 12 days old. This is the youngest uh, podcast podcaster guest in the history of yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, but I think like, I think you're right. Like it, it, I don't know. I think every, every, it just, it resonates with me because I'm thinking about all the people that are out there like teaching. Mm-hmm right now and they're really just repeating repeating yeah they're just repeating um and then i think about someone like michael who has spent so much time Mm -hmm. researching reading like reading others research living and now teaching people a system that has taken him almost two decades to that's why i think like education is going to change because oh, it already <clears throat> is right yeah. like yeah i mean it, it hasn't changed yet because it's such a the current education system with the, the bachelor and the master like yeah masters and doctoral like that's a, that's a that's like a 500 year old system right it started like it started in like oxford like 500 years ago and that's if there's such like a bureaucracy there that it's not going to easily change. But what I see happening is like every time I go to a, a university and talk to a university professor or something like that, that talked about marketing or design, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're so behind. They don't know shit. Like it's I, like, and the reason why is because people that become teachers, people that become like marketing professors is because they didn't have a successful career in marketing. Like, uh, and this is what I realized in <laughs> film school, right? Like, like all the fucking, the teachers at my film school were like failed filmmakers. <laughs> like they couldn't make it in, in Hollywood. So now they're teaching film. <laughs> Do you know oh what I mean? Oh my God. Right. Like Steven Spielberg isn't 
teaching yeah, it, like, like yeah exactly right down yeah. the street it like i mean maybe yeah. he is like doing like guest lectures or whatever but they're not yeah, yeah, like yeah a, they're not okay. yeah they're not teaching yeah and it's the same in marketing like if you're fucking good in marketing and you're like a successful <laughs> marketer you're you're doing shit for like a large company you're a consultant like flying all over the world doing this you're not teaching at <laughs> myu you know i don't what I mean? know why like i don't know why that seems so profound to me but like i i just i've never thought about it like that like the people that are teaching are what usually I I, like I the losers say, i make people say oh i never thought about it that way I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing <laughs> that's if you taught a class that would be your the title of your uh of your class uh, like oh I never thought about it like that. Uh, um, I'm thinking about making that my tagline. <laughs> you should, because that is, I mean, I can't, you've made, you always make me stop and like, think like, oh, that's interesting. I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> There's no other word for it, right? Oh, it's like, the, you have these like. But that's, that's why I think education is changing because it, it's a system built around that. So that's why every marketing professor, every like programming professor, like they don't know, actually know how to code. Like they don't know the latest technology. They're not in it. Right. Like they're not in the, mm -hmm. the front, like battle, battle for, like field, like tackling this on a daily basis. And I think people like Michael, people like that are actually doing it, mm -hmm. that are teaching online through YouTube and things like that. I think that's the future of education. Because have you seen these like masterclass? Yeah. Isn't that come? Yeah. Masterclass.com. Yeah. Yeah. Where they have like Steph Curry yeah. and like yeah. Gordon. Those, those are the best. Yeah. <laughs> those are the people I want to learn from. Yeah. Um, have you taken one? They, no, but I, I like, I really want mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Um, like Gordon Ramsay was the first one that I, I saw and I like, mm -hmm. I watched his scrambled eggs one because I think they were doing like watch one of them kind of things. But it makes me think of those because those are the people I think it's such a great concept. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going to learn anything, if I want to learn how to three point shoot. I think I should probably learn from Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. Yeah. I saw the I actually I actually took the one with Steph Curry. It's like you did. That's the thing, yeah, that's the thing I love about masterclass is when you do that, because we have a preconceived notion of how basketball is and what, you know, we think we know it, right? Like we're mm -hmm. filmmaking, we think we know it, or acting when Natalie Portman does the acting one, we think we know it. But when these guys do it, when you take a master class, they go so detailed into it to a point where like, like it's so com complex, actually, the, the down to a little, like how thoughtful it is is that it like just blows your mind like how <laughs> you know like the, the physics wow. he understands like like how, how he has to like move a certain way which is going to trigger the other person to do this and like just the wow. the details of it. it it's the nuance they know the yeah nuance. the nuance yeah that it, that regular teachers don't that are just repeating shit. <laughs> and i think that's one of your things you know the nuance like, when it comes to my stuff yeah when it comes to your stuff right not basketball unless uh, you no. like got something uh, that i had uh, no idea and i've learned something new uh, about <laughs> today 
Um, I'm not, I'm athletically challenged. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I like Michael, he has that like this nuanced um approach to both entrepreneurship and and how he led his company and mm-hmm. how he approaches sales to how he lives his life and is wants others to live their lives. Mm-hmm. And then for you like experiencing you and how you see brands, mm-hmm. you know, the nuance, you yeah. need a masterclass. How do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> I should like, I, should when I totally. talk about like, like when I talk about with clients, how, like when I show them websites and I talk yeah. like, it, it can be a simple thing, like how on Mel Robbins website, like we went from black background which is where we put all the problems and then we turn into white, like that kind of little nuanced decisions, like most web designers don't put in that much thought into, Mm -hmm. into making a website like, or using this one, this word versus this word and removing Mm -hmm. this word, that's going to do something different than using this word. Right. Like, you know, do having it in like two lines versus one line, like, all those little nuances actually make a difference. <laughs> Dude, you're so right. Because I mean, you've done that on multiple occasions. I'm like, I will like, I, I, rem- I remember like saying, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to take this bar out or I'm going to do this or this. That seemed mm-hmm. so small. And I'm like, no, man, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And then you do it. And I'm like, removing this one little scroll bar. So there's not two scroll bars. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I was like, wow, that actually. Because I think most things like most like human interaction, like the human brain is so complex that Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when we meet somebody, we talk to them, we get we get this like instinctive feel, right? Like that we can trust this person or we can't trust it. But if you think of like, there's actually a logical reason behind it of like maybe their facial expression, what they're wearing, like every tiny little details that make it that way. It's just that most mm-hmm. people don't know it, right? And on the website, it's the same thing. When I come to a website, there's a reason why, like, this website seems like, like, to the naked eye, like, most people can't compare the websites that I've done with some, like, let's say a junior website. Like, they can't really tell the difference, right, on the naked eye. But you put it out there, and it's performing. Like, one's going to perform way better than the other, and it's all, it's those little nuances that makes it like that, that makes it like when somebody sees it, they don't know, they can't quite explain why, but I trust this brand more. I, I don't know. It makes me want to buy it more. <laughs> like, right. So why, how do you, why do you think you got good at that? I think it's, why do you I, think I you're good at that? I think it's because like, I've, I've just been doing it for a long time. I don't think like a, people ask me that like, People ask me, oh, can you teach me storytelling? And I'm like, I, I really can't because I don't, I don't know how to. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. have like a methodology that I follow. Like, I don't have the three principles of storytelling. Like, it's just something yeah. that, and every story that I tell is slightly different. And it's, I, I mean, I, actually, like now I'm trying to, like that whole pedagogy example that yeah. I give you. Now I'm trying to break down what I do. I'm trying to study what I do and try to figure out how I do it to see if there's like a methodology behind it. There has to be, there has to be, right? Like, 
That's when I really mastered it. That because yeah. <laughs> that's the teach part, right? Like mm-hmm. I got the learning part. I got the information. Yeah. I got the doing part. Now I have to learn how to teach it. <laughs> yeah. It's like you need your three principles, your yeah. system. Um because there ha- there there has to be something similar between Yeah. And I'm starting to see a pattern. Like every carousel that I've done and every web copy that I've done. There's always a turning point, meaning, and I, I noticed that when I study screenwriting too, right? Like Steve, uh, Seth Rogen talks about this. There's a difference between a plot and a story. And the difference is <clears throat> like, one is like when people watch a movie, they, they go in thinking that it's about this, but it actually turns, to be, turns out to be about this. And a good example is like when you watch Superbad, you think that it's about two high school kids trying to lose their virginity, but by the end of the movie, you realize that it's actually about their friendship and that they're going away to college. And so there's a deeper level of like, and, and they're like trying to deal with that, you know, like, or if you look at 40 year old virgin, you think it's about this 40 year old virgin who, who's trying to lose his virginity, you know, but at the end, it's really like about him overcoming his own fear. And, you know, like there's always like a, and that's the difference between a plot and a story and the best movies, like people go in thinking it's this, but by the end, it actually, the, the thing that you think is the most important actually happens to be the least important. And the thing that you think is the least important actually happens to be the most important. And I noticed that like, if I go back in all my Instagram carousel, they all are like that. Like, like the one that says like, Hey, um, um, like, a beautiful grid is so important in personal branding. And then I show examples of like all the ugly ass grids, right? So you yeah, think, yeah. you think you're going to go in like thinking this is what I'm going to talk about, but it actually turns out. So there's always a turning point that was like, holy shit, I didn't expect that. Right. Yeah. And that's the turning point. So I noticed that there's like the one commonality throughout all my posts. So that's why I know that that's one. Like another one is that, I always start with the problem or a pain, like mm-hmm. that, you know, like, so there, I'm sure if I break it down even more, there's probably some sort of a methodology there that I don't know yet. Yeah. Once I figure it out, I'm going to make a masterclass called how to tell a story <laughs> in carousels. <laughs> how to tell a story. Donald Miller, you, you got nothing on sun, man. No, like I, I really think that cause like, you know, I studied like Hero's Journey and Donald Miller's like storytelling yeah. for a long time. And like when I first heard about, I mean, cause like Donald Miller's story brand is one of the first books that I've read on, on, in this type of story, like sales copy storytelling. And it yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. But the more I actually used it, the more I implemented it in real life, I started understanding the nuance and that I started understanding that you can't follow that method every time. It, it sounds good when you, when you try to sell a course, but in practical use, there's a lot of parts of it that doesn't work. And like, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people do this right now in, in the carousel community. Like, uh, like they talk, they repeat what down like, Oh, you are the hero. Like your customer is the hero, all that bullshit. But <laughs> like, okay. 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 I try to tell that seven step story in the carousel. I bet you can't do it. <laughs> Cause it's like, you're, you're just not going to be able to do it. Yeah. It's too much. 
And then you get lost in it, or at least I do. And then I'm like, well, am I following, am uh, I following this, the hero's uh, journey here? Like, yeah. Uh, there has to be more, more high level, simplified yep. concepts that you learn and then everything else could be flexible. Yep. Know? I agree. Like, it's like. What up to the baby? Three. Oh, he's down here chilling. So cool. He's just chilling. It's such a good baby. He is very like, good. He's not I'm making very a lot lucky. of noise. He's um very different than our first our firstborn. I think it's oh, because really? I'm less anxious. Like I'm so less anxious. Like right now, I'm pretty chill about this whole thing, right? Like, but if it if yeah, this you had seem been our, like <laughs> if this had been our daughter, I would have been like, son, all right, I gotta go. Is it do you think <laughs> it's because it's like um you've already experienced exper like now you're like a veteran <laughs> uh yes and I, I think i've got some friends that are just chill in general like some of our best friends that live in california they are just like chill people in general michael and i are not chill mm. <laughs> we are both uptight type a plan kind of people and so anxious like we have anxiety so i think with our firstborn, like you don't know what's going on. You don't know what to do. Am I doing this right? Are they, are they going to survive? And then with him, I'm like, I've done this. Like you said, like, I've done this. I've seen this. I know, I know, yeah. I know what to expect. He's not the same. And there are things that are different, but you just feel like, I feel like. You can get through it. Like I can get through it. it and yeah. I have like a, mm -hmm. I've already like conquered this before is it like a confidence thing like no yeah i think some of his yeah. confidence because i i gave him we finally gave him his like first bath uh mm -hmm. last night mm -hmm. and i remember with my daughter mm -hmm. i was in like my mom had to help me because i was so scared to like put her in the tub and then you're and i was like crying and she could probably feel your energy and that makes it worse yeah and, and so then she's <laughs> like yeah, of course. And so she's kind of freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm in tears with my mom. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh, and last night with him, we have our toddler who's mm. like tr attempting to try and give her a bath, give him a bath. And like, I'm trying to put oh, him really? in the tub. Emerald like, was trying to give her a <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's like, so don't cute. drown your brother. Like, <laughs> hang on and so it was such chaos like michael actually videoed it because it was just like the most chaotic. oh i was gonna say i hope you have a video of it <laughs> it was just a chaotic experience last night and so with him i was just like okay i'm putting you in the tub for a second i, I was just so much more chill about the whole thing yeah. um and like it's funny. so funny that you can sense that because like that's how i feel right like now when i walk into a a sales meeting or something like that yeah in the beginning like i'm trying to go in there with this like trying to impress i'm like i have to do good blah 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 but now i like i don't even prepare for sale like before i, I would do my, <laughs> like, search the company blah, blah, blah. like now i don't even play like I, i'm like i go in i'm like they'll be like oh yeah so have you checked out our website i'm like no like should i <laughs> i love that and then you ask them very thoughtful questions because if they know anything like once mm -hmm. you start asking the questions, like it yeah, makes it very they, clear. It that, actually, they show that it shows that I care. Yeah. Uh, you're not aloof. It's not that yeah. you're just like, 
you know, but I think that for me from, from the, now from the client's perspective, like, yeah, if I talk to a developer, if I, or if I go to a car mechanic and the mechanics like just so chill, like that actually makes me more confident that, Oh, this guy is like an OG. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. It's so really funny you say that because when we were trying to pick out, um, pediatricians uh-huh. way, like a couple of years ago, we went, we went on like a few interviews and the first guy was like straight out of med school. I think he had been out yeah. of med school for like, or out of his residency and was like practicing for maybe like two years. So he like was he like, just started his own practice. He had just started yeah. his practice. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was very new, very green. And so he like had all of these like very textbook mm-hmm. answers and like wanted you to like, you, mm-hmm. you know, he just had a very textbook. He, he thought by giving you all of this information, it's going to make you feel more calm. Like it's going to yes. make you feel more safe. Yeah, exactly. And then we went to who is now our pediatrician who I absolutely oh, so obviously you, you didn't go with that guy. <laughs> I, we didn't go with him because our, the pediatrician that we, we chose he, he was like, all right, guys, here are all the questions I know you have. Here's how I do things. Mm-hmm. This is just how it works. You'll be all right. Uh, it, <laughs> Everything's going to be, be fine. <laughs> yep. Like this is how the practice works. Uh, uh, I've got, he had like a, a list of things. Like, I know you want to ask me about this, 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 and this. Uh, here's how it is. And uh, it, it was just so much. He was that's so, what I mean. Those calm, are, so confident. Those are the nuances. Him. Yeah. And it's not. I mean, it, he got there because he's been doing it for years, right? But those yes. are the nuances for some reason our human brain can tell. Like, yeah. oh, this guy knows his shit versus this guy is out of, like kind of a newbie or like, you know what I mean? He, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, uh, he seems like he real like, yeah, yeah, it just, it was a completely different vibe. And my, mm-hmm. so Michael and I both were like, hands down, we're going with the other guy. Yeah. Not that the, not that the, the kid did, he wasn't a kid, but not that the newer, more green doctor didn't know like what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's probably older than me. <laughs> like, not that he didn't know what he was doing. It was just our pediatrician that we went with. It's like I had oh. no, there was like no doubt it's like a in my mind. Feeling. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. Like this guy knows what he's doing and I totally yeah. trust. I see young so like... Similar. Cause I see young freelancers, like my employees, when they go start their own agencies and stuff like, I see them doing it all the time, thinking like this, like information overload is going to make them feel safe, but it's actually quite the opposite. Like mm-hmm. when you act like you don't care and you're like, Hey, you, you're going to be fine. Oh, don't worry about that. Like that's actually what's going to make them feel more calm and more confident in you. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And, and there is, and I do think that there is a distinction and like a fine line between like someone who just don't care who doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Someone who's uh, just like, I'm trying to, there's like some kind of car commercial or like insurance commercial. I don't lately like where, or maybe it's AT&T where it's like the tattoo artist who's like, yeah, I've only been doing this for days or something. (laughs) Like you could clearly tell that he doesn't care versus like he cares, but he's not worried. Yeah. There's a he, difference. He, yeah. 
Right. He cares about the right things yeah. versus yeah. Um, just doesn't yeah. care. Um, I guess you just can't learn that overnight. It's just, it just comes with. No, know, just it, like you said, it came with experience yeah. and you like yeah. built your confidence yeah. and you know, you're very like confident in your approach. No, yeah. confidence you know what? Not, is everyone's not going to like every, like some people may not be comfortable with that. Like some people may be much more comfortable with the information overload, but mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Uh, like, I don't think so though. I, I from my experience, it's probably, <laughs> I don't think so. Like you should be able to, if somebody asks you a specific question, you should be, you should have that answer or you should, you should know how to get that answer, but mm-hmm. to, to make them feel safe that, okay, it's covered. Yeah. But just giving like overload. Cause I see a lot of teachers do that too. Like a lot of teachers, like they over explain everything. Like that's how, that's how you know that they're a bad teacher. Cause yeah. now the students starts getting overwhelmed and like, like when I teach what I do is, yeah, I try to, when a new employee starts and I start like, you know, like an intern or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm starting fresh from new, like I know that there's this much that needs to be learned for him. Right. But I'll just give him this one information first on that first week or something. Right. To make sure he hundred percent understood that concept first. Cause if he didn't hundred percent understand that, then getting to here, like the more you go, the more confused he's going to get. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yes, I make sure yeah. that he gets that concept clear and his, it's like in his bones before I move into the next step and so on. Yeah. Which is so important. I think. Yeah. You have to have the foundation yeah. to build on. Yeah. But a lot of people that they try to just give him everything at once. Like, Whoa. fire hose like <laughs> and and you know what like michael does that sometimes but i think it's because he's so far ahead he forgets how much he knows yeah. i'm always telling him this i'm like you forget mm-hmm. that you're like you mean like when it comes to advanced like expert stuff he's doing now or for yeah. business both both. Oh, I think really? he always has like the capacity. So it's two areas that he's like superbly an expert in. He forgets that not everyone operates like at that. No one is no. that de- far the down. Curse the of path. knowledge. Yeah. Yes. Huh. They're not that da- they're not as far down the path. And so huh. when he starts talking in advanced, ideas and concepts it's it actually creates more complex who who is he talking to because it depends on the audience too right um even people who are like joining the mask free program Mm -hmm. right like most of them are just trying to learn the basics that's true he and the and the way that he lives it is like he won't like. I guess you know what it is. Scientology, I, but he's he's gone clear. Come back, Michael. Come back. <laughs> he, he'll kill me for saying that. But in in his like in his yeah, I know what you stuff, mean. Yeah, he's gone. And, clear. and I'm sure there are some people that like if I listen to 
like Russell Brand, right? I feel like he's one of those people where most of the, the shit that he's talking about in this podcast is, is so like complex that most mm-hmm. people don't get it. But I'm sure there are people that are fully with him on the same page, right? Like, oh, yeah. oh this guy's brilliant, right? So I think the reason, because I'm like that too, I used to like have conversation with friends or whatever. And then like 15 minutes into it, they're like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking Whoa. about, right? Yeah. So, but I think the reason, <laughs> the way I fixed it is because of my job, right? Because I do marketing. And I noticed that, like, I literally have to assume that everyone that's reading my message is a moron. Like, and I, <laughs> I, and I have to speak that way. I have, like, I have to write that way. I have to, and it's not because they're actually morons. You know, it's like humans as individuals are genius. They're smart. Yes. But no, I know what people you mean. as a group are morons. And the reason why is because, when somebody's reading your website, somebody's reading like something or like watching a YouTube video, like only about 10% of their attention is actually there, right? Yeah. 90% of their attention is like, oh, what am I going to eat tonight? Oh, like, oh, I got to do this. So when somebody's only using 10% of their brain power, how can I still get the message through, right? That Because I'm constantly thinking about that, I just treat them as morons. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You communicate your message as if yeah. you were talking with a moron yeah. like, or to yeah. a moron. Yeah. And I get into like arguments with clients because of it, because like, because clients will say, oh, like that sounds so childish or that sounds, I'm like, yeah, we're, we have to pretend like we're speaking to a child. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we've had that conversation before, I think, like when we've been building stuff like emails and. Yeah. That was not nearly as bad. As some, yeah, because some clients like really like take what they say, like, like some people I feel like really put themselves in a pedestal where like, oh, like I, like my voice has to come off this way or like other, you know, otherwise people are not going to respect me or whatever. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, first they have to understand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're not paying, people are not paying $30 to voluntarily buy your book to invest 40 hours to read it, right? Like we're there, mm-hmm. they stumbled upon your website and we're now forcing them to read it. They're not going to put in the work. <laughs> right, exactly. If you make it hard, and I really like what Donald Miller says about this, like running on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. You know, he has that analogy where he's like- Like every step about, you take is work. Yeah, every word yeah, is a- Yeah, yeah and work. like- the he talks about like just like the energy that it's going to take someone yeah, 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 to yeah. understand what you're saying yeah. Yeah, like exactly. you're increasing the speed yeah. on the treadmill and like yeah. they're eventually they're not going to be yeah. able to hang on yeah. and they'll just stop either they'll stop running stop yeah. reading or you know fall off and but there, there, so. there's the thing right like to maybe we can wrap it up on this but <laughs> before yeah. what we were talking about like knowing something versus really understanding it and feeling it Mm -hmm. like a lot of people know that like when i say oh you have to simplify your message you have to talk as if you're talking to a six-year-old everybody knows that they've heard that somewhere and even on instagram i see people talking about it all the time right you have to simplify but then when i actually go there 99 percent of people are not doing it so Mm -hmm. why it's because you know it 
in the back of your head, but you don't really feel it in your heart. Because the reason, and and I knew it, and I didn't do it in the beginning, but the reason why I felt feel it now, and I, like the price that I pay to learn it is that for 10 years, I've been putting out these convoluted messages out there and saw that nobody's reacting to it. And then on the Nepsu website, we'll do it again. And again, like bounce rate's so high, like there's no traffic. And I do it again and again and again. And after doing it so many times, now I feel it in my heart that if I do that, nobody's going to read it. Yeah, you know, you know what, you've, you've worked that muscle, yeah, right? Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. I think that's a huge message is that the, for anyone who is writing copy or building a website or whatever they're doing, it, you have to keep practicing it. Like, it's not like, here's the formula that someone yeah. on YouTube or that son yeah, told you true. or that yeah. anyone fucking told you, yeah. like, you're just going to have to use their guidance, use their experience, use what they're saying to refine and master mm-hmm. your craft, but you have to do it like, and fail you have at to it see with your own. Yeah. It. You have to put it out. Look at Google analytics <laughs> and see that nobody, see that everybody's leaving in the first two seconds. Yeah. And then tweak it, do it again. And then do tweak it, again. it and, yeah. and no, test the variables oh. and see what mm-hmm. happens. Um, that, I think that's a part like when we, you know, one of the <laughs> pacifiers. Oh, there's a draft. <laughs> it's a draft. But that is like one of the things, you know, we've talked about, you know, we want to talk about the things that, that we've learned in personal branding and that personally, like, I've learned and Michael's learned on this journey, that's one of the biggest lessons mm-hmm. is it doesn't matter if you're using Donald Miller's formula, Sun Yi's formula, whoever's formula that's, that's out you there. You have to do it, yeah. You have to do it. And maybe yeah. you're taking pieces and parts from multiple Yeah, and people. once you do it, I think you understand. Then those formulas actually help because yes. you're like, oh, this is what he meant by this. This is, And then you, know, you can pick and choose what to use and what not to use, right? Yes. But you can't just follow. There's no step-by-step-by-step formula that you follow to success. If it was everyone will be successful. Every, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's a huge, that's like our lesson for the day. Like that's uh, our, our thing uh, for this episode is to uh, just do it. I know we've talked about that a lot before, but you just have to do. And then, like you said, refine, it's like yeah. do and refine, do and yeah. refine and use so the funny. experts. Yeah. Use the experts to help in that like sanding of mm-hmm. your message and like the refinement mm-hmm. of the message, even like email campaigns. Like I can see which emails we Work use a certain yeah. tone. Yeah. One's getting a 24% yeah. click rate yeah. and like yeah. the other one's getting 2%. Yeah. Like exactly. And what are, what are, and then, you know, doing? like you start playing it like, and then the next level is like, I know that if I have a mailing list that has 10,000 people, this works. But with a mailing list of 500,000 people, this, it doesn't work. It has to be different. Like those are the nuances that you just, you can't learn unless you do it. Unless you do it. <laughs> and right, that's, exactly. Those are the nuances why actually people pay me a lot of money to work with me and not, they don't pay that guy from Fiverr. 
<laughs> to do it because I've learned those nuances and it makes a, it, it really makes a difference. Yes. Like you could look at the email campaign probably and be like, that, that's the problem. Like you could look at those two emails, but you know why? Because you've done it yeah, thousands of times. Yeah, it's not that I, in my head, I'm going like, okay, that doesn't fit in with this formula. For, like I'm not thinking yes. like that. It's just, you just nope. feel it. You just feel it. Even like, I remember one of the small things that you taught me was mm -hmm. um, writing an email with contractions, like use contractions. So instead of saying, yeah. instead of saying like, you he will, is, yeah, yeah, where we will, will, you yeah. know, just talk, yeah. just make it much more yeah. conversational. And so every time I like, will write something more formal, I'm like, what would son do? <laughs> and it's like, so it's just an example of like, when you work, I should make muscle. a list of those kind of things, actually, because those are things that people can apply right away. Yeah, yeah, so actually, should you should. A, yeah, yeah. Because those that can be are, like my PDF. Yeah, your PDF, your opt in. Yeah, can be your <laughs> what's my mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I wonder if uh, I never thought of it that way. Dot com is a, is available. <laughs> Look at you thinking like a marketer. <laughs> you know, like that would be interesting. And one thing I just realized is that both you and Michael come from like more of a B two B background. Do you know what we I mean? We do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's why, like, most of the stuff that we're talking about is is like mass market. It's B two C. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because you can't if you write emails like that, you can't do that to a B two B because B two B they want the information. Yeah. So, uh, that, and that has been a struggle for us, uh, like just internally. It's like you know what we keep focusing on. We're trying to do something in a B two B way. Yeah. We need to focus and do it in more of a B two C way. You know, you know, we fought that battle. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And there are certain things you have to words. do B two B because if you if you're going after speaking engagements like keynote speaking or yeah, then that has to be B two B or Pete press you know, press opportunity, yep. B2B. And then when you still, when you're selling like your message, that's B2C. Yep. And so when you have your foot in both worlds, like we do, it can feel really. Is that confusing? Like confusing. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can um, see that. But yeah, I mean, you guys are like definitely, you know, doing it like learning from experience. I guess that's, yeah. that should be our recap. Like that's really the only way to learn. Like there's no step-by-step -step guide to success, even nope. though like all the seven figure income course people try to tell you <laughs> there's they're no lying. secret to success. They rented the Airbnb that they're like, the mansion that they're in is rented. The Porsche that they're driving is rented. Yeah. The girls that are in the video are being yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, Spoiler like, alert. <laughs> if that's what they're selling on, if if you're trying to get somebody to motivate to build a successful business because they want to live in a mansion and drive a Ferrari and fly in a private jet, like, <laughs> I can guarantee you somebody with that motive is not going to succeed. Do you understand what I mean? Like, that's already the wrong motive, thing to yeah. sell on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. It's just it's every scam. time I see those, every time I see those like YouTube ads, yeah. I crack up. Like I'm like, kid, 
No, you're not going to yeah. sell me your course that's now fifty yeah. percent I mean, yeah, off. Exactly. It's a. It's a, the only person that makes. It's like the only person that makes money from that is that course creator, right? Like, <laughs> right. Everybody else loses. So that I mean, to me, that's a scam because. Yeah, like, of course. It, yeah. It's, How it's many like of a, their people are actually yeah. do, actually making seven figures? No, like probably. I mean, if they're going in with the motive of like, I want to fly in a private jet, probably zero. Because right. if that's your goal, like you're not going to put in the work. You're not going to like, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I hope, I really hope that like, sometime soon or like in the next decade or something like they make some sort of a law or something some sort of a regulation or something so that like people can't do that right because like people are getting scammed and it's it's really sad to watch yeah they're being like sold a, a false sense of yeah, yeah of like this dream of yeah. yeah, it's just a scam. It's just a scam. And I don't know that people go into it like saying, you know what, I'm going to create this scam. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's anyone's intention when they're making these courses, but. I think some of them are, but I think most of them are not. Yeah, you're right. That they truly yeah. believe that. Or they're not even thinking that far, right? They, they saw some six-figure, seven-figure income course that told them to do that. Now, so now they're going out and doing the same thing and mm -hmm. then, so on and so on and so on. <laughs> yeah, and I think what you, like, what you said, it's sad. Like, people must be buying it. Like, yeah. people must be... They are. Buying it. And... Uh, it's the reason why, like, you would think that, like, if you get those emails that says, like, they are like the prince of some country in Saudi Arabia to sell them. Sell them. Like you would think that shit would never work, right? I know. But they do it because it works. <laughs> like people nuts. are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> people are morons. <laughs> okay, oh, man, you son. Should. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I know you, have, too. Uh, you have your hands full there. Hey. <laughs> It's a, it's an exciting time in the, the Brody weight household. Yeah. And I love talking to you. I hate that we missed last week. Um, but it sounds like from what yeah, I saw, Michael you know, was Michael, like dropping some knowledge bombs. It was, yeah. <laughs> I can't, com I can't compete he, with Michael. He actually like, kind of like coached me. Like uh, it was kind of like an hour long coaching session for me. <laughs> And I like, he seemed so serious, like the parts that I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, you were very intense. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we were like, talking about some intense shit, but. And that's yeah, what, he, he didn't, he didn't do the whole, like, you know, the radio voice. And <laughs> yeah, the funny part. Like he actually yeah. is a funny person, yeah. but he was like, it was serious stuff. Like son and I were talking yeah. about some serious stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll never be able to con <laughs> to uh, compete with the Brody weight like intensity and knowledge, like the profoundness that he always yeah. just like. I mean, I think that's good, but people probably want to hear this too, like us just yeah. shooting the shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a regular call. This is how uh, Son and I like 
do a regular call. And then like we've said before, then we'd be like, Oh, Hey, we need to do a little bit of work. (laughs) Can I ask you, like, did you put this on the website? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll we'll talk again. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun with the Wolfie and Emirate. I will. I will. Thank you so much. And, tell, uh, tell Michael I said hi. And I will. We'll do it again we next week. We love you, week. son. See you next love week. You. Bye. Bye.